Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Five Magazine's Conversations. For this episode, we are proud to feature the owners of the legendary Paris nightclub, Dijon. It is the soulful bastion of the city, featuring some of the best DJs in the world. Afshin and Adrian Asadian are the father and son owners and team behind this well-beloved and highly revered establishment, and I had the honor of meeting them at their club while visiting Paris over the summer of 2016. How are you guys today? We are fine, thanks. Great, thanks. Okay, so let's begin with the first question. Tell me a little bit about yourselves and your history with house music. And tell me about how you started Dijun and your relationship with each other, because I'm sure a lot of people don't know. Okay, uh, first, if we start about our relation, Adrien is my son. Then then it's a fa father and son business. Uh, all this started. I used to be a promoter long, long time ago, and I was promoter for different clubs in Paris, and I was doing different kind of party in Paris, and my first, um, how can I say, my first encounter with the, the house music was like, uh, how can I say, maybe 25 years ago. Uh, we used to, to promote a party, and at the time it was an acid house party. And the resident DJ of this party was a guy now a little bit famous in France and worldwide is uh, Laurent Garnier. And it was 25 years ago. It was he wasn't that that uh, famous at the time, but he was already the the, the resident DJ at uh, Club Hacienda in in Manchester. And uh, and after this, I was keep doing like lots of uh, party in Paris, not especially as a um, as um, for house music, but like for different kind of event and stuff like that. And uh, like around uh, 99 or something like that, I went back to Miami for the winter conference. And I think it was my real, real meeting with the soulful house and the house music in general. And um, at the time, I was attending like the Masters at Work party and uh, and the Shelter party and all those party. Who at the time were really cool, and we we, we used to stay in line for <laughs> oh, <yeah>. long time <laughs> to 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 be in this kind of party. And from that moment, uh, I really wanted to be more and more in, involved into house music. And so, tell me what. The climate, or what was it like then? You said 1999? Yeah. So then everybody loved house music, right? Because it was on the radio? Yeah, but, but for me it wasn't It wasn't about the radio or, you know, because because it was like, uh, I, I wasn't aware that much about uh, the, the, the people in house music and I was like just feeling, uh, you know, just um, letting my instinct uh, tell me what I love or I don't love or what kind of music I'm into it and and I was like uh, directly more more feeling the masters at work party feeling more this kind of music was closer to me you know because uh, uh, even if we, when it wasn't that hype I was still still into um, soulful house and house music in general. So when you started the club, what yeah. was that like? Was it? easy to get people to come inside your door? Did you have to vary it or was it at that time a lot of people were going out so it was easier? It was really difficult. Uh, let me explain because when we start the club, it was around 2003 
-hmm. Nobody was involved mm -hmm. anymore into soulful music. Like it was, uh, when I say nobody, not exactly nobody, but it was like a not specially trendy music at the time. And, and uh, I met uh, a guy called Greg Gauthier. Greg Gauthier is, is into underground house music and he, he was really connected with the New York scene, you know. And Greg came at my place and he said, oh, your place is really cool. And, and we were like uh, talking a lot because I wanted to give like something special to my place. Something different, something like, you know, give it, give it a, something really pure and, and different than many clubs in Paris, you know. At the time, I, I, we were talking and he told me, you know, we can try something, but it's going to take time. And I said, okay, no problem. Let's go. I will give you time. But my point is, I want to do something different. Even now, I think uh, the problem with lots of clubs, they don't want to give time to a party to build itself. That's the problem, because uh, as, the, as a club owner, many people, they want the success, but they want it fast. They want it like quick. And, and I think if you want a cool party to, to build up, you need to give it time. And we start some party with, with, with Greg and some other guys, but some other guys who, who always had something special in mind. You know what I mean? And, uh, and what uh, changed, um, I think, everything when you, when you were asking me about... Uh, what event or what DJ, I think we, we invite uh, Timmy Regis for that June. And uh, Timmy was one of the first foreigner DJ. And when he came at June at the time, it was like, okay, Timmy uh, start to talk about the June and in a really positive ways. And I think since he was a really well-respected DJ, and you know, when Timmy is telling you, okay, this, this club has a really good sound system, it means something, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> what year was this? When was this? When was this? I think it was around 2004, something like that. You know, really, like one year after the opening of June Club, we had Timmy. Okay. And from that moment, we had like many, many guys who wanted to come. And, you know, we, we were famous for, for this sound system and for the cool vibe. Okay, can you explain to us a little bit how the June works? Is it a restaurant from day into evening and then it becomes a nightclub? Exactly. We used to um, to be restaurant during the day and also during the night, but we stopped being a restaurant during the night. Now it's just a restaurant during the day and the club during the night. It was really helpful for us to be both restaurant and the club because if it was just a club, to be honest, I think we were not longer here anymore. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. And because the, the, the restaurant business helped the club when the club needed help, you know? Yeah. And the club business helped the restaurant when the restaurant business needed help. And when you are an underground club, it's always a struggle. It's not like, you know, people, uh, they have in mind that, okay, it's a successful club because they are here for so, so long. But in fact, it's always a real struggle because if you're doing what we're doing, you have to be open-minded to host new artists and always take chance and take risk. Mm -hmm. and, and at the end, you know, it's, it's always difficult to be successful as a business side, you know? I can see it in your, you know, and just, you know, I just hear about your club all the time. And that's, I think, what's really important because there are so few clubs that you can feel the heart. And I felt that 
when I went and I went that one time to see JB326 over the summer, it was just, I was so moved because uh, to be honest with you, I was a little worried. I was worried that Paris would be a little bit like, like the nightclub was like a Studio 54. I had, I don't know why I thought it would be like that. Pick and choose who comes in. <laughs> but you welcomed me and and everyone was so nice and they loved, the people knew the music so well and Jamie was playing some really, really deep disco and I was very, very impressed. I think your club is fantastic. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your feedback. Really cool. Yeah. And so, Thanks a lot. So tell me now, because you were telling me, I think around 2003, that the Soulful House scene wasn't that big at the time. And I know it kind of had a, a comeback. And right now, uh, for my next question, is there a large Soulful House scene in Paris at this moment? And what is the style of dance music that is really big there right now? I think at the moment, the Soulful scene is big, but they don't know that it's Soulful. You know what I mean? Mm, tell me more. Many people are into soulful music, but if you ask them, they are not into soulful music because for them, soulful is just about soulful house. But in my opinion, at the moment, there is a really cool moment for, for music in Paris because June was always about soulful music, but not just about soulful house music. And clubbing is about good music with soul, you know? Yes. And it can be disco, it can be soul, it can be funk, it can be jazz, it can be whatever. And, and the good point at the, the moment in Paris is many young people, they are listening to good music with soul. We have like better echo uh, in Paris for many talented DJs mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they have a cool audience in Paris. You can have like, I don't know, 2,000 young people and not so young, you know, mixed crowd who are listening to to some really, really crazy, cool stuff, you know? Tell me about the mixture of your crowd. I noticed a lot of young people that were really into the, the music and knew a lot of these songs. Where do they come from and how do they know about this music? We, we build uh, an audience for so many years. When your, your crowd is starting to getting old, you know, you have to rebuild, you have to bring again. Uh, those 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 uh, new generation of of music lovers, you know, yeah. and and uh, I think since Adrien started to work with me, he has a how can I say he, he's taking care of the communication and he's good at the social media. Then it, for him, it's natural to to you know, if it was me, it's more difficult because <laughs> I'm more old school, you know, <laughs> and social. It's not exactly my, my, my kind of stuff. I heard that you have a lot of dancers that come to your club, a lot of uh, house dancers, right? Exactly, exactly. Many many of them, uh, at the time, we used to have a party called Dance Future, and Dance Future on the Sunday was the place where all the house dancers used to come, you know? And now, lots of very famous house dancers, uh, they, they kind of have these, these memories about this party because they started as a young dancer at the time and they used to come every Sunday to practice, you know, and and uh, we, we're going to launch it again. I think uh, in uh, in the few few weeks to come, we're going to have a new dance culture coming back and, and I think it's going to be crowded with lots of dancers because I think they miss this party. 
So how do you, along with this question, how do you divide the work between the two of you? Like who does what? I think you kind of talked a little bit about it, Afshin. But also, what days are you open in the June? If I was coming to Paris, you know, what days throw what parties? The club is open on Fridays and Saturdays. And then you have like some special dates like bank holidays, Sundays, uh, Sundays with the dance culture. But usually it's Friday and Saturday. Okay. And for the club club side and then for the restaurant we open all the week. Adrian, do you do the social media and a lot of the promoting and Afshin, what do you do, the programming? Tell me about how it works between the two of you. Well, basically I'm doing most of the bookings and um, Afshin has been really busy this year because we opened another venue. Basically, same size as June but with a more live, uh, live music, live music kind of uh, inclination. You have a stage instead of a DJ booth and it's almost the same configuration as June, but uh, geared toward live music. Nice. When is that opening? It opened like a year and a half ago, two years ago. Yeah, we, we opened two years ago, this, this new, and that's why I'm really busy because we have to take care of June and the, this new place. And that's why uh, Adrien is taking care, really taking care of the booking and the communication of June. So tell me how you, and I'm sure a lot of the DJs will want to know this. <laughs> Who do you like to book? What is you know? What are the cr criteria for who you like to book? What is really important for us is not just to to how can I say to we're not trying to follow the hype. First of all, you know what I mean? Because many many, many club they're just doing doing this, just follow the hype, and at the end they don't have any how can I, they don't have any real identity you know what i mean yes. and and for, for us it's not like that we we trying to keep it like soulful it's the main word for us like stay soulful we need music with soul it's the most important and first of all is this and after that we listening to the, the the production of the people we listening to the set of the people and and we listening also to the friends who are coming here and telling us, oh, you have to book this guy is really incredible, and you know, it's my kind of way of working. But uh, I think Adrien has a different kind of way of working. Oh, working yeah. you know? <laughs> what yeah. is that like? <laughs> I mean, working a lot uh, the same way, and yeah, we asking um, always asking feedback to the DJs who come. Like basically over dinner, I'm always gonna ask the DJ who's playing who I should book. In his, in his opinion, you know. I think that's um, that's cool to ask the artist because when you have an artist that really fits the place, oftentimes the guy is going to recommend is going to be in the same spirit with the same values and the same kind of uh, attitude. We try not to, yeah, like uh, like Action said, not to follow the act too much because, you know, sometimes you have uh, some agents who are going to send you a kind of a mass newsletter saying this guy played that club and he did that mix for that blog so you should book him and I'm like yeah but eh. we try to stay open-minded and when I mean open-minded it's also to keep the open mind for newcomers you know and it's really important because when you you just follow the app you, you're not open-minded to, to newcomer and we, we trying to do this because during those last 14 years we had so many DJs who now are really well known and really famous and when we booked them at the time they were like really unknown and it was really difficult to, to fill up the place but we took the chance and I'm glad that we, we've done it because you know I think it's also the part of the job for the, the, the kind of small club underground club 
is to be kind of place to promote those young artists and to, to show that their talents. Can you name me some of the DJs that you had that at the time were new and then now are, are big DJs? Yeah, for sure. We had the Martinez brothers when, when they were really young at the time. They were oh. like 14 years, 14 and 17 years old at the time. Beside of this kind of guy, we had like people like uh, Black Coffee for sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had like Kilo the Song. We had like, uh, I don't know, we had Dixon. We had uh, Theo Parrish many times. We had uh, Moody Man. We had, uh, you know, and uh, and we had those guys long before they, they, they got so hype, you know. I know because I know you both also DJ. Do you, like how many DJs will you have in one night? Do you have a lot or you'll just have a headliner and an opener or will you like do three or four? How does it work? Usually when we can, uh, we try to keep the list as short as possible. Mm -hmm. Like for example, we have uh, Quentin Harris playing next, uh, tomorrow actually. Nice. And he's playing from open to close. Wow. And yeah, we're trying to push the, the all night long as much as possible because unfortunately in Paris and in lots of places in Europe, you tend to have like, since it, there's a huge competition, promoters feel the need to, you know, overstuff the lineup with a lot of names to bring a lot of people, but then the DJ plays like one hour, two hours, and you don't really get the same, uh, the time to express yourself as much as when you play like six or seven hours. Well, do you two but ever no. play together uh, in one night? I mean, I would love to hear you two play. Yeah, I does. I don't. Oh, I, I thought both no. of you play. No, no, no. Adrien is 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 uh, he, he's taking care. Like my, he's more my agent. You know. Oh, nice. <laughs> Adrien is more my agent, and I'm the artist. <laughs> You know, uh, I have a residency at June, and the residency is called My Grooves, and the idea of My Grooves is it's um, to reflect. The, the, the spirit of good music with, with soul, you know, and, and on this party I can play with whatever and, and the good part is in this party I can invite like many different kind of friends and, and they, I'm just asking them to play whatever they want. And if they are well known for house music, I'm telling them, okay, don't play especially house music, come and play what, whatever you can play in other place. Like oh. you can come and, and it was really cool because two years ago I had like Osunlade who came and he was like kind of secret guest and I told him, okay, you come and but you, you can play a house. Is it okay for you? He said, for sure. I really want to play like many other stuff. And he came and it was really beautiful because he was playing Latin stuff. He was playing like, you know, soul stuff, uh, really, really jazz stuff and great, great journey. And that's the idea of my moves. It's every Saturday of each month, and and uh, we we have lots of different kind of DJ. Last last week it was Geology. Uh, I'm gonna have Terence Parker coming next uh, next month, you know. Nice. And the idea is even if they they have this like a specialty, maybe they are techno or house. I'm just asking them to play whatever they, they want to play. And for some of them, you know, their roots is is more like soul or modern stuff. Or and when they come at my grooves, they express themselves and their roots. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Uh, they, so they have the freedom to play whatever they want to play. Exactly. And, and that's the idea. I think, you know, many DJs now, they are stuck in kind of, how can I say, kind of image. And every place they, 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 they have to play like almost the same sets. And, and I think it's too bad because many of them, they have such a big music culture. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, go ahead. 
And when you see all those young kids and they're starting to, to dance on, you know, uh, many years ago, I, I was uh, listening to a set of Theo Parrish and he was playing jazz. And I was like, oh man, it's so cool because it was like seven years ago, something like that, or eight years ago. And to be able to bring this crowd to listen and to dance on jazz. <laughs> yeah. And it's good because you need, you know, that's so sad too because they have a fear of, sometimes they, you have a fear of your audience and it's great that you foster an environment where the DJs can feel comfortable to express themselves without worrying about how the people are going to react, whether it's the club owner or the people on the dance floor, right? Now, tell me about when I was there, I know that you had just launched, a, I don't know if it was the first festival that you had done, but I know you do a festival. Basically, the idea is to have um, an opportunity to show the people who cannot make it to the club, what, to give them kind of an idea of what we stand for. Since we've been booking a lot of international artists, uh, we have a very international audience. And so to give you an idea, I think, closing on 50,000 fans right now, and I think 25,000 of them are like from South Africa or the US. And that's very cool. And that's also a problem because you have all part of your uh, crowd that you can touch physically in Paris. So we try to export the concepts kind of around the place. Mm -hmm. And we've been lucky enough to go to Italy. We've been to the Netherlands a lot. Portugal. Portugal as well, yeah. Napoli. Yeah, we're trying to, trying to move around a little and we're going to try to be doing it more and more next year. Sure. Adrian will tell you. The one we talked about when you were there this summer, mm -hmm. we were just coming back from it. It was the first edition of our festival in Sicily. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've actually been going for a few years, but it was mostly like kind of a family vacation with a lot of friends and residents of the club and kind of regulars. But, you know, like 50, I think two or three years ago, we were like 100 people, but it was really intimate and more of a family vacation than anything else. Then when we came back from 50, we went to 100, and from 100, we went to 200. Uh, it's been going on for three, four years, and I think last, uh, last this summer was the first time we actually called it a festival and advertised it as such. And we were really surprised because we switched to like, what, how many were we? We're like 1,000, yeah, 1,200 people. And what I realized uh, on the first day is that since we have mostly invited family, we decided to make the festival uh, free this year. Oh, that's wonderful. What is the name of the festival and where in Italy did you go? It's the June Experience, which is uh, the name of the label and of the name we use for all the nights we do outside of the club. Um, we did it in Sicily. And to be honest, I think uh, it was a great success, but we owe a lot to, the, um, to the, um, the Sicilian people who are amazing and very welcoming and to the island because it's a very, very speci special island, you know, it's uh, Egadi Island. Yeah, it's part of the three islands that are called Egadi Islands, and the one we were at is Favignana. You have to be there. You have to go there. It's like it's a magnificent place. They they have good food, and and you have to know that the Sicilian people that if you love Italian food, then you 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 should be in love for for Sicilian food. They have like really great food, really local products, and the Sicilian people they are like. Really, really, you're going to love them. Tell us what are the dates of the festival and if people want to, you know, look it up, how do they do that? It's at the beginning of, of July, okay, and we are at the moment setting up the, 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 the date for the next festival. We are a little bit late, to be to be honest, mm -hmm. but it's going to be at the beginning of, of July and, and um, 
Adrien was telling you that uh, we, we had like 1,200 people, mm -hmm. but in, mm -hmm. in fact, we have many more because 1,200 were more like French people, you know, but we have all the Italian and, and Sicilian and, and uh, other country coming also, uh -huh. and we had like four, four days of partying, like really, how can I say, it was like not so big, just the right size to make it like uh, not a big festival, but something where you can feel, you know, always like surrounded by, by cool friends and, and uh, really something different. Everybody, those who are listening, look that up because we're all going. <laughs> and, uh, and you also have a label, am I correct? Yeah, to be honest, it was a little dormant these last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, we had like six or seven releases and that was up to 2010 or 11. And then it was a little silent for a while. And we're starting it back up uh, since this year. We had a really cool release from a kind of a small unknown Afro House producer. It was remixed by one, one remix was by Osun Lade and the other one by Around Seven, who's a French producer. Mm -hmm. And so that was our latest release. And then we have another one coming next month. And then we're really starting it to, we wanted to come back and to have like, I don't know, two, three, maybe four releases a year and keep it regular this time. Tell us about your relationship with Jamie 326. I think uh, Adrian, you represent him. You also kind of do your agent on the side. Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, we're taking, taking care of some of his bookings in Europe. The first time we had him was in 2007, I think. Yeah, a while back. He was playing back-to-back uh, -back with Marcellus Pittman. And then, to be honest, we cannot last track for a while. I, we ran into him two or three years ago. And we reconnected then. And yeah, to be honest, he's really an amazing guy. You know, you have some people, some DJs, and I'm not gonna name names, but you have some guys. After a while, sometimes you get them on a good night, but sometimes you feel like it's their job. Yeah. You know, like they're doing it. They're playing cool music, but it's you can feel their heart is not 100% in it. And Jamie is gonna make you feel like he's having the best time of his life every time. Yes. Every time he's behind the decks, he has so much energy and it's so contagious that he's like radiating energy to the people. When he starts to play, all those young people, the young crowd is, is, after two minutes, they are connecting with him. Yeah, yeah, it's not a job, right? It's just something he loves to do. Exactly, and, he, and he's a really like humble guy, really nice guy, and, and we had a great connection with him. But I had a great time, and you know, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, you know, you have to come to this club. I, it was really the highlight of my trip to Paris for sure. <laughs> Thank you very much. You have to, you have to come back again. I have two more You're questions, and it's just a little bit more sobering question because uh, it says, you know, here in the United States, soulful, and I think you brought up a good point. People are listening to soulful music, the younger people, but they're not calling it that, and I think that might be what is causing some barriers because here it's considered the music for older people and uh, and you told me that people are listening to it but it's just called different names right yeah exactly i think the the problem is the the way that we promote soulful music and i think when um, people are trying to push soulful music they know that they have to to talk differently to this new generation to this new crowd i think at the end 
they will listen because because they are open-minded at the moment and and i think it's just a problem of communication it's not a problem of music the music is is, is there and is good and and when you are in paris and you have so many young people who are in uh, in every club and suddenly you have this, this young dj and he's starting to play like piv and Everett. and you have all those kids who are like having the best time because they are dancing on Piv and Everett, but they don't know that it's all for music. I think we just need a different approach. There are many DJs that we want to promote in, in Paris, okay? Some of those DJs, when they, we're trying to, to book them and to have them at the club, we know that it's going to be a difficult task because we know that they don't have so much following in Paris. We, we're trying to create kind of puzzle. We're trying to find a good promoter who's gonna help us. Who's in love with this artist? We're gonna we're gonna try to find a web radio who's in love with this artist. And we have to build step by step all this puzzle to make it happen. And when you have uh, some promoters who are really in love with some DJs and they are working with us, and we are working all end in end. And at the end, we are able to, to, to make it happen and to have like 400 people coming for this artist. And sometimes you just need one really cool party to spread the words, you know? Yeah. That, I think it's the first uh, party with the, the, the difficult part, you know? Yeah. yeah. What do you think, to wrap up, what do you think uh, in terms of, if you had a crystal ball, I always ask this, uh, for the future of house music, what what kind of trends are you seeing or do you predict? You know, I think the, the good part at, at the moment is that I can feel that people from different countries, they're trying to put their own roots into house music. And they're trying to infuse their own culture into house music. And I think we have like a bright future ahead, you know? Because I think all those young producers from all around the world, it's not just about Chicago now or Detroit or New York, it's about South Africa, Angola and, and Morocco and you know, and all those guys, they have this spirit, they, they, they've been listening to this sound from Chicago or Detroit or you know, for so long, but now they, they're trying to give their own roots. And I think in the future, we're going to have lots of different stuff coming. You can feel it when you see some some people in house music in the U.S. with their Latin roots. They're bringing something different, you know. And I think now house is more international, more like, you know, you have creativity all around. Do you have any advice that you want to give to promoters or DJs. The field now is so big and everyone's DJing, everyone's producing, and there's a lot of, you know, especially with what we're going through right now with politics and in the world, a lot of people are, are kind of down right now. And I feel a very positive energy from you guys, which I love and I think we need. Is there anything you want to say to, to people out there making the music or throwing the parties? I would say, Try to find what makes you special. I would say try to do what you what you really feel and what your instincts are telling you to do. And when you're trying to find what makes you special and try to just do what you love, sometimes it's a long path, but it will pay and you will have fun. Excellent. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is such a great interview. Thank you too so much. Thanks a lot. And, and when you see all the friends in, in Chicago, if you can say hello to, to all the guys for us. And I hope that one day we'll be able to come over there and, and see you uh, over there. When are you coming? That's right. When are you going to come visit Chicago? You've never been to Chicago, right? 
No, never been there. Never been there. But uh, I, I think this year uh, we will wait that uh, it's going to be the better weather because I guess it's a little bit cold now. Well, our summers are fantastic and we have so many festivals and every night you you won't be able to sleep when you come to Chicago. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much and I hope we, we, we'll see you soon over there soon. Thank you so much again. And would you like to just say a special invite to because this is everyone's listening to this all over the world would you like to just say a special invite to come to your club i hope that with all this interview the people can feel that they are most welcome when they want to come at the club and uh, you know we are a small club and we always need people to come and to discover this place and the, the, the good music and i hope that we'll be do, able to do this for a long time Thank you. Thank you, Afshin. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and sharing your time with the world. And we really appreciate you. And I, I wish you the best of luck with your club and your endeavors. Thank you very much. And, and it was a real pleasure. And hope to see you soon.